busy day here in Jacksonville. The anticipated return of Shock Your Mock. Austin Lane rips somebody to shreds. Already. One episode in. One installment in of Shock Your Mock in 2022. Brandon Linder calls it a career after eight long seasons as a center. Look, listen, everybody's seasons in the NFL are long. Like, I get that. Boy, offensive line, center especially, those are eight long seasons for Brandon Linder. So, Brandon Linder calls it a career. We'll get into that. Uh, Shad Khan makes everybody mad. Again, um, Brent ratioed on Twitter. Again, Lakers lose. Again. Sometimes I feel like it's deja vu that we're living in. Uh, simulation. What's that movie called uh, with DiCaprio? I've never seen it, but I heard it's like a simulation type movie. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? Inception? Yeah, Inception. Good one. Good good pickup right there. Uh, that voice, by the way, is Brian Middleton because this is Action Sports Jack's Overtime, ESPN 690. Brian Middleton on the ones and twos. Casey Kurtz with you as well. So we're going to talk about all of that. Probably talk some soccer since nobody let me talk soccer on from three to six. Um, do some of that. Uh, Albert Pujols has a new home, but it's an old home in Major League Baseball, and it will apparently be his last season, so we'll get into that in a bit. We have vague headlines as well, so a lot to do over the next hour. Uh, No inside Seminole Athletics tonight. That is concluded for the season, but tomorrow we will have Florida State and Florida Baseball on the air. That game will be played at the baseball grounds, one one Financial Ballpark. Brent Austin will be there from 3 to 6, and then you can hear the game starting at 645 tomorrow right here on ESPN 690. So we'll talk about that a little bit as we go. So there's a whole lot going on, but we come back and start with Brandon Linder. Uh, at one time, the highest paid center in the league. Absolutely quality. There's no other way to look at it. Um, injury, con- injury issues, I guess I should say, uh, throughout his career, but calls it a career today. Uh, only like 30 years old, I believe it was. So another guy that's somewhat retired pretty early. Were you surprised, Brian Middleton, to see the news Brandon Linder called a, a career this morning? Like yes and no. Yeah. I don't know if you really ever expected. Uh, you start talking about how long the seasons are, especially when you get to the office of line. And, mm-hmm. uh, but just the brutality of the sport, right? So eight seasons is a whole lot to put on your body at the uh, highest level of football. But then again, you know, you see people going to the double-digit years, and he definitely had the talent to do that. Um, injuries play uh, probably a big part of it. I don't know what else he used to gauge whether or not he wanted to continue playing. Uh, but, yeah, I was a bit surprised uh, just just because you got a new head coach coming in and, you know, maybe he's coming back and it, he'll be you know, all the way healthy. Let's just see if we can push through. And it seemed like the offensive line, for the most part, was – being shored up uh, after the you know the free agency and um, kind of the moves that they've done already. Uh, so yeah. so yeah, just a tad bit surprised. Yeah, um, I agree. I it it's interesting. We are seeing guys retire earlier. Um, the example I, I'm looking at right now is Ali Marpet for the Bucks. He retired earlier this off season. Uh, was again incredible offensive lineman. He's a guard. Uh, he was only 28. So the retirement at a young age is interesting, but. Brandon Linder does indeed do that. And now you look at a situation where the offensive line, you you resign Shatley, so now that becomes way more important. Do you go make a move uh, other than the draft? Probably not. Uh, there's moves to be made. There are center free agents. I just don't see it. Uh, but now you're looking at a situation where last year you came into the season uh, and your three interior linemen are all not going to be on the team. You came in with Norwell, 
Linder, and Can. And you now have Sheriff Shatley, who was on the team but was not a starter, and then Ben Barch became a starter for A.J. Can eventually. But uh, So that's going to look a little different. Tackles may be looking the same a bit, although it sounds like Jawan Taylor and Walker Little will be in uh, a bit of a training camp battle. Uh, we found that out today from Brent down at the NFL meetings in Palm Beach with Doug Peterson. So, Brandon Linder, uh, how how much do you think this impacts them? Like, Linder was a captain, uh, very good for the team, very good player when he's on the field. Uh, Shatley is a good player. Brandon Linder, Linder is a better player, in my opinion. Uh, if they ride with Shatley at center, Brian Middleton, are you comfortable with that if you're a Jags fan? I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you have Brandon Linder uh, – and it wasn't like the team was great. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not trying to dump on him uh, at all. You know, I think he was a really good player. Um, I do think that, you know, injuries played a, you know, a role in um, him probably not seeing everything that you thought he could be. But, you know, it, it couldn't be much worse at, from an overall record standpoint uh, in, if we move on with somebody new. That being said... Right, you hate to lose somebody of his quality if you think that you can actually get him on the field for 14, 15, 16 games a season. Yeah, no, that's a good call. I like that. I like that uh, take. Yeah, I, 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 I think Shatley will be okay. I don't know. Do you, do you think this m- makes them? I don't know where I fall on this. Like, do they now have a priority to draft somebody to play the center position? Obviously, not with the number one overall pick, but. Do you feel like now they'll be like, okay, we have to make a move here or just kind of follow what you had originally planned? It's a good question. Again. I know, that's why I asked Yeah, you know, you should uh, act like you went to school for this. Um, So, yeah, there's probably going to be some adjustment when they take a look at the the draft board. They probably got the players that they already think, you know, are – they're going to go for. They got them all ranked out. You know, they have their draft board. There will mm-hmm. probably be some adjustment. Like you said, I couldn't see it happening probably in the first day, the first couple of rounds. But you never know. You just never know with, uh, you know, the front office moves, um, some of the ones that have been made over the years. So, uh, yeah, I think that there will be uh, some adjustment to the draft. And potentially we just don't know what else is out there what they're thinking, what your favorite GM is thinking, what yep. your favorite owner is thinking as far as trying to pick up maybe, um, you know, a free agent or you, you just you just don't know what's going on in those minds of theirs. So, but there definitely will be some adjustment, in my opinion, from a draft standpoint, just to see, okay, what else is out there? How does this affect what we wanted to do prior to this announcement of his retirement? Yep, good segue, by the way. Let's talk about Shad Khan, as you mentioned, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um Quoted in an article from The Athletic a couple hours ago, got everybody up in arms, got Brent ratioed, um, and this is kind of the the main quote. He said, I've admired the Bills Mafia. When you have a passionate fan base like that, which is national, and you go to these other stadiums, you come back and want the same experience for your home team. So I think everybody has uh, interpreted that kind of a different way, so I'll get your opinion on it. But first, I want to say bad couple of uh, days for Shad Khan. Um I guess I'll ask you, this has nothing to do with sports. You ever heard of Black News Channel? I hadn't until, you know, the morning news like two or three days ago. Yeah, so it's kind of funny. So Amanda's job, she was actually the, uh, she like managed everybody's like health insurance and stuff at Black News Channel. So I knew about them. 
but like I didn't really, but she did. So for those that don't know, it is a it was a news channel uh, out of Tallahassee, and Shad Khan was the owner of it. It was his it was his thing, and a uh, couple uh, before the weekend, I guess Friday, found out that was shutting down. So that obviously is a hit to Shad Khan, and now not that Shad Khan really cares, but he's getting dragged once again by Jags fans on Twitter. Most of them still with clown emojis as their uh, profile picture on Twitter with the mustache. So bad look for Shad Khan. But here's what I'll say, Brian Milton, about this comment specifically it didn't make me that mad because i guess i didn't think about it like a type of way like what i took from it is like he wants the fan the jags fans to be national and be better in a lack of better term which is annoying because i think jags fans travel well um i think they do a good job and listen if anybody if anybody is a fan of the jags and has to go outside of even borderline their driveway to go watch them lose somewhere, that needs to be commended. So that part I understand being mad about, but I kind of agree with Brent in terms of, like, I don't think he was trying to make everybody mad. Obviously he did, and it worked out. But I think he was just kind of talking, like, hey, this is what I want our team to be. Uh, I could be way off, but I do think that Jags fans travel well to a team that you're almost guaranteed no is going to lose. When you see the quote that I presented, if you read it, what's your immediate take on it? Yeah, that's the thing. So when you start reading the quotes, you don't get to hear inflection. You don't get to hear everything that was asked beforehand. You don't get to hear the flow of the conversation beforehand. Sure. You just get to hear that one response pulled out. Um, and, you know, I won't even say out of context. I mean, it was it could be quoted verbatim. Uh, and still be out of context. But you don't get all those other things that help you tell, like, how how was he presenting that idea? That being said, even though you don't have any of that, stop being so sensitive. Like, you got a chance to be mad, Jags fans, and by all means be mad. I've been on your side about being mad with the product that's been out there, except for, say it with me now, 2017. But, look, this man, you think the owner, you think the owner said a quote just to get you guys bad even more because why that's going to help things out right so i mean like knock it off stop being so sensitive like he wants the energy of the of that of the buffalo bills fans the bills mafia he wants it to be the same right here that's something that you aspire for you want to have a macro view of things you want a big picture of it we had a small taste of that for one season things were crazy uh, in 2017, Casey, I don't know how many games you went to. Um, did you go to any games? 2017? Yeah. All of them. Yeah. So, like, you can speak to experience then. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, with the excitement and the energy and the being a winning team and expecting to win uh, more weeks than not. And he wants that at an even higher level on a consistent basis. And he has shown, even though he might not have made the best decisions, I can agree with that 100%, maybe in uh, who he's put in what leadership positions, maybe players that he's brought in, the coaches that he's brought in, the head coach especially. But he wants that. And I think overall you can tell he wants that. He's not just, you know, piddling around. Um, He's comfortable with winning seven or eight or nine games in a season. And I'm not his defender, but this right here is like – you guys are looking for any reason to to jump on them. Yeah, I'd be careful about that now because I got the kind of power. Like, we mess around not have an NFL team. Yeah. I'm not breaking that. I'm just saying, like, y'all got to calm down with this. No, I, I actually think that was 
very well done what you did there. I, I don't think that's how he thought it was going to go, but I think when Shad Khan says something that uh, just just anything really, like it, it's looked at a bunch of different ways, and when you say something like that, you could easily make that comparison to like go after him and say he's talking about the fans or whatnot. I don't know if he was, to your point. I think it was, like I said, I think it was well said by you. But um, definitely got the people up in arms. And listen, if you're mad, it means you care. And dang it, these people care about the Jags. I care about the Jags. But the overwhelming theme between Austin, me, and everybody on Twitter, bruh, just win. Just bring in dudes that are going to help you I win. I want winners. I'm trying to say. that's what. Sh- See, like, Shaz shouldn't say anything else except I want winners consistently. Has a six-minute sit-down interview with Brent Martineau. Every question. I want, I want winners. winners. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you. Shad, uh, you know, how do you feel about the team? I want winners. Hey, Shad, are we going to have any new vendors? I want winners. <laughs> Is the pool going to be open? I want winners. I like that, Casey. I'm you saying, should do that for six minutes. You're right. It's a good idea, right? Yeah. I'm just saying, look, then everyone will understand he wants to win. And I think at the end of the day, everybody just want to win. So, dang it, win something in Jacksonville if you're the Jags. Please. We're on the way to that. Hopefully, number one overall pick on deck. Uh, free agency, more or less behind us. Obviously, moves could still be made. But the draft is next. And that's why we got Shock Your Mock every day at 4 p.m. We're shocking mocks. Send them to Austin. Send them to me. Already had submissions. Think we got a good one for tomorrow. So keep the Shock Your Mocks coming in. And then we will move towards the NFL season. We're going to move towards this break. When we come back, whole lot more to do. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. We just had a hilarious conversation in the break, which is really sad at the end of the day. Um, Didn't anticipate doing this on the show today, but we're going to do it now because it's just bad. Um, But we'll get to that here in a second. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. Brian Middleton, uh, Casey Kurtz with you as well. On a Monday, uh, so this just happened. I I don't understand what's happening to my phone. But I've been getting all kinds of, like, texts today, like spam texts, and I usually don't. And this one just popped up, and the first line is, have you smoked Mary J? Question mark. Huh? Uh, yeah, I know. It's like a whole big thing. These brand new CBD gummies, blah, 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 blah. And, like, half the stuff is smelled, spelled wrong. So the first thing I'm going to do is definitely click the link. Got to. Like, who? I have a serious question. Like, who is out there clicking on the links? Like, because people obviously are, but... How do you do that? Like, I know some of them look real and stuff, but, like, I got one the other day from, like, Coinbase, and I have Coinbase, so I was like, oh, okay. And then I, like, looked at, like, the whole email. I'm like, nah, this stuff is spelled wrong. Like, stuff is always spelled wrong, or, like, the the grammar is not correct. And I'm like, who is clicking on this kind of stuff? You ever clicked on something like that? Uh, Not knowingly. No, 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 no. Okay, all right, just checking. We just had to do that uh, on the TV side, some, uh, yeah, some training. Yeah, did that too. Oh, you guys did it over here too? Yeah. yeah. Because, uh, you know, they shut down the whole system. Can we talk about that? Is that an NDA on that or something? I don't think so. Okay. Well, no, I don't do it now, especially not in the building. Yeah, I, I, every time I get an email that, like, looks close to bad, I just fish it. Like, I'm like, I don't play. But now I'm getting texts. Like, I don't understand. But the point of the story is, people, don't click on the links if you get them. All right. Here's the deal. Brian says, like, we're in a bracket challenge uh, with some friends of mine, and Brian's in there, and he's like, man, I did not have any Elite Eight teams. I said, 
What? Not a one. I said, how do you not have any elite? And he rambles them off, and sure enough, he did not get a single team in the elite eight. Correct. So then, what? It, it, why are you wetting me? You're the one who should be wetting yourself. I am wetting myself, but you're just talking right now. No, that's fair. Um, so then I got interested, and I was like, all right, you know, how did I do? Not much better. San Diego State, wrong. Tennessee, wrong. Arizona, wrong. Murray State, thanks, Austin Lane, wrong. Baylor, obviously wrong. Texas Tech, trash. Miami, how about it? I had Miami in the Elite Eight. Didn't see that one coming. Arkansas, we had two. Two between the two of us. We picked 16 teams. We only got two of them right. Yeah. And one of them was Miami, who nobody else picked. And then Arkansas, who really nobody else picked. Um, and then when you go to the Final Four, I have none of them, uh, obviously. So me and Brian Middleton are bringing up the bottom of the bracket challenge. You also said something pretty interesting. Uh, the last time you got points in the bracket challenge was when? March, <laughs> February, twi- no, uh, yeah, the first weekend, the <laughs> round of 32, because <laughs> I had six of the 16, sweet 16 teams, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but none of them, and I mean none of them moved on to the uh, to the Elite Eight because uh, I had Gonzaga, Alabama, Baylor, Purdue, Arizona, Tennessee, Iowa, and Auburn. And, and mind you now, that's uh, three one seeds. Yep. Uh, let's see, uh, whatever Alabama was, like a six seed, and then uh, Purdue was a three seed, Tennessee I think was a three seed, and then Iowa was like my, oh, that's my sleeper. Like, that's my sleeper right there. Iowa's going to they're gonna come through from the Midwest, the land of farmers' daughters. It ain't the land of basketball, though. I know that much. Whoa. Yeah, no, it's not. I, I didn't pick Iowa to even win a game, so I'm not mad at it, or maybe just one, but... Who like who are we most mad at? Like who are you most mad at? Like how did everything go wrong? Like who was the team you thought? I'm asking you a bunch of questions, but answer this one. This right. One, this is the one I like the best. Who is the team that was like in your final four that you're like, you know what? I even if these other teams don't make it, I feel comfortable with these guys. Well, I think that it's a tie between Gonzaga and Arizona because even though I had Auburn and Purdue, which were a two and three seed, they were a two and three seed. I understand that not all four number one seeds could go, right? Like, the, like there's there's enough history that at least one would lose. But three of them losing? Yeah. Three of them losing? You even said Arizona was a sleeper for you. Yeah. You know? And you don't like nobody. That's true. I definitely and, don't like them now. And I'm just saying, yeah, so I was upset at that. But looking at the Final Four, Casey, I'm like, you know what? How didn't I have at least one of these four teams? Yeah, I know. I feel the same way. I mean, North Carolina, are they really an eight seed? They just got hot at the right time? Is right. that what it is? Yeah, I mean, let, like, I tried to pick the upsets, which is, I guess, how I ended up with some of these teams. But, like, how is it that one seeds and two seeds are in it? And I'm just like, dang, I didn't pick them at all. Like, how stupid? I don't know. Like, I, it's so annoying. Like, I don't know why I get so mad at the March Madness bracket. But, like, I, I get so mad about it. And I'll just let you know the team I'm most mad at is Tennessee. Like, I had them to win, obviously, so that, you know, upsets me a little bit. But, like, they look good in the SEC tournament. They're, right, like, playing well. Good at the regular end of the regular season. I was like, all right, Tennessee and the boys, the sleepers. Arizona saw the th- thought the same thing. Yeah. Big comeback in the uh, championship game of their conference, get the win. I'm like, all right, yeah. guaranteed on these boys. Nope. 
Well, either way, man, shout out to that boy, Jared Gerard Pinto. He's the only one in our particular league that uh, still has one of the people who could actually win the championship. Everybody else is done. If you've looked at that part of the, the actual yeah. uh, bracket, which is insane, and he's leading everything. He's already won it. He should gloat. You know, so it's Give fun- me his money now. Yeah, I probably should. Uh, Jerry Ed Pinto, uh, good guy. He, every time I see him, he he's really trying to get on the show. Yeah. Because he, he's, like, doing well on a certain uh, gambling app. I'm not going to give them free ads, but he's doing well. Last time I saw him, like, last week, he's like, yo, you got to let me get on as a gambling expert. Can we do that? I mean, we I'm, can do that, I'm, right? I, yeah, of course. I'm starting to think, like, we need to have him on. Like, he picked Duke and all these other, like, he's killing everybody in the bracket thing. Murdering. And he's doing well on that other app, I know for a fact, because I've seen the results. I'm thinking we might have to bring this dude on. Like, I... I'm so disappointed to say that, but, like, the dude's on fire. <laughs> and we're obviously not. Brian Middleton will come in DFL in the bracket challenge. I'll come in third DFL. By the way. I'm a little bit better in my other ones, but this one. Is I'm good. not. Uh, by the way, Shane the Train in there, my boy Shane Halter. Okay. Uh, he sent me a text this morning. He said, man, how about our brackets? Pretty bad, huh? I said, first of all, Shane the Train Halter, your champion didn't even win a game in the first round. He had Alabama. Wow. I said, so listen, don't even compare. Like, we are not similar. My like champion humble. at least won a first game. Yeah, yeah. It was not like a fake. second one. Yeah, okay. But I was like, don't compare me. Compare yourself to Brian Middleton, man. Don't do that. Don't set the bar that, that low. Yeah. Does the bar go that low? Nah, the bar's you, like, nah, I'm good, fam. Yeah. I'm not going that low. But you know what's funny? We're all going to play again next year. Exactly. Come in last again. Fantasy football wasn't good for me this year. You, you back in on fantasy football? You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else to tell you, man. Uh, I don't know what else to tell you. Man. I'm just not picking David Montgomery. Can't do it. Can't, Can't do, do it. it. All right. Very good. We move on from that. We go to vague headlines, and we come back. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. Action Sports Jacks Overtime ESPN 690. Rolling along. On a Monday, a Monday after, what was I going to say? Definitely something. I was going to say after the weekend, but that doesn't make any sense. Just a normal Monday, um, I guess. A Monday without inside Seminole Athletics. That's that's a true story. Uh, that's what I was going to say. A Monday after the uh, United States men's national team picked up a 5-1 win in Orlando over Panama. Uh, I was out there at that one. If you followed on Twitter, appreciate you. I think I took it too far. Like, did you see my tweets? All, like, 711 of them? Like, I, I was going to, like, live tweet, right? Because that's, like, a thing people do. I was like, you know, that's what I should do. I got, a, I mean, I got a press credential. Like, I went to do something. Like, truth be told, I just really wanted to go to the game and didn't want to pay for, like, a ticket that expensive. But I was like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll live tweet. Like, people appreciate that. I think I took it too far. Hmm. I sent out like 70 tweets. Is that too many? I don't know. About soccer? About soccer game? Yeah. Well, they scored five times. It's not like they scored 11 times. Like, uh. I mean, five is a lot in soccer. Oh, 11's a lot. And like, three of them were politic, so obviously that's a big deal. So, like, I don't know. I had a good time. That's really all that matters. There you go. You had a good time, Casey. Yeah. You're passionate about the sport. Yeah. Uh, one of few. In the entire uh, country. And definitely I, wrong. And I think oh, in that the you should country? enjoy it. I think you should enjoy it. Yeah, that's You right. had a good time. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's a horrible take. Uh, that the, the last part was good. But 
I, I did learn, like, there are a lot of soccer fans. Like, the place was sold out, and it's like a smaller city. Like, if, if you try to argue it, you're dumb. Like, I'm just going to tell you. I'm not saying there's not a lot of soccer fans. I'm just saying that uh, it's not going to compare to, I mean, to baseball. I mean, it's probably close. A lot closer, but you know, I'm just talking about in the in the country, in the USA. I understand so, on, in the world stage. Yeah. I totally understand soccer is king in yeah. most places. So, it's funny you say that. I was, I'm, I'm gonna. S- don't do it. You yeah. jump, but don't jump off the Dane's point. That's what you're about to do. No, I'll save it for Thursday because. <laughs> okay. I'll t- like for I said what I said because yeah. I'll tell you when Pulisic scored the first goal. It was a penalty. Uh, they reviewed it. They went to VAR, so they gave him the penalty. I have felt something in a sporting event that I have never felt in my entire life when he scored the goal. It was, it like, surreal almost. I'll explain it a little more on Thursday. But when that happened, I was like, oh, this doesn't, this doesn't compare. I've been to the World Series. I've been to the Stanley Cup. I've been to playoff football. It's not close. Like, the feeling that I had when he scored the first goal was I've never felt at a sporting event in my life. It was insane. We'll talk about it more on Thursday uh, because I'm then I'm going to uh, jump off the Dames point and let everybody know how I feel. But nonetheless, a 5-1 win for the United States. Uh, as long as they do not lose by six goals to Puerto Rico on Wednesday night, they will be headed back to the World Cup. They obviously missed it the last time around, which was pretty embarrassing. And pretty much, to, to your point, uh, made everyone give up on soccer in the United States. Uh, they're back now. Um, and are they going to win the World Cup? No. But could they challenge? Yes. Like, not seriously, but they could win a couple games. They'd get out of the group stage. Because uh, at the end of the day, I'll fin- I'll wrap up the soccer talk on this. Everyone wants to say, like, the Americans are not as good, and that might be fair. But you have to start looking at what they have now. Their best player, Christian Pulisic, is... Arguably a top three player, if not better, when he's played in the right position on arguably the best soccer team on the planet Earth in Chelsea. Biased because I'm a fan, but they won the Club World Cup and they won the Champions League. So it's hard to argue that they're not the best team in the world as of last year. And he was a key part of that. So when you add that in and you've got other guys that are key contributors on other Champions League teams like Tyler Adams uh, and Gio Reyna, these guys are good. Like I said, they're not going to win the World Cup, but I think this is different than it has been in the last couple of years. They're getting younger and better at the same time, and it, it'll be interesting to watch how it plays out. That soccer talk will pick it back up on Thursday. And just one more thing, uh, Casey, just to let you know that uh, I think his name is Christian uh, Eriksson uh, will be captain of Denmark's team. Uh, he'll be back in his first friendly since his cardiac arrest uh, moment uh, in Euro. Yep. Just want to let you know that. I appreciate that. He okay. He's back on the pitch. Yeah. Um, he scored the other day in club uh, soccer for the first time since then. Did you watch when that happened? I did not. That no. was terrifying. I watched it live. Uh, I was watching the game. It was the first. It was cra- It was the first match of the Euros. I'm pretty sure. So like it was, and the Euros were delayed because of COVID. So like this is a big deal. And he was like in the uh, in one of the corners, about to take a corner, I believe, or it was a free kick uh, in that spot. And he just went down like. Face first, like it was just face first, straight on the ground. And my first thing I said to Amanda, I was like, like, it sounds bad. You don't have to dump it. But I literally said to her, I'm like, oh, my God, he died. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't just fall like that. 
And that's literally what happened. I was super upset about the coverage from ESPN because they were, like, zooming in on him, and he was, like, literally, his heart was not beating. Wow. Um, so, but anyway, to, to what you're actually bringing up, yeah, it's an incredible story. Uh, he's in, It's incredible that he's even alive, and that's just an awesome part of it. So, uh, good little take right there, Brian Milton. I knew, I knew you were keeping up with the soccer. I knew you were keeping up with it. Hey. Hey, you do what you got to do. All right, we're doing it. Vague headlines. If we run long, we'll be sure in the next break. We're doing these vague headlines. We're doing them right now. Here we are. What do we have, Brian? First up, first two, you thought wrong. Or who's number two? You thought wrong or who's number two? I'm going to need to know who's number two. Who's number two? Who's number two is a sport headline. Uh, It actually goes back to our initial topic. Uh, actual headline, Brandon Linder retiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, he made the announcement, of course, today. He's been with the team since 2014, starting center. Um, plagued with injuries. But good guy overall. And uh, I want to give a big congrats to him. Him, you know, and his family and whatnot. Uh, big part of the community. Hope they stay down here and, uh, you know, really, uh, uh, you know, embrace life after football down here. Uh, but it got me thinking, Casey. Yeah. I think most would agree that Tony Baselli would be talked about and ranked as the number one Jags player uh, who also retired as a Jaguar. But who would be number two on your list, Casey? They're retired as a Jag? Retired as a Jag. So, you know, they could have left. Like, they made a huge impact here. Yeah. That, that, that has to be, you know, on the list, right? Yeah. Uh, but then I got a couple of people down here. Like, Please. they may have even signed, you know, a one-day contract to come back. What do we got? Well, Fred Taylor is uh, yeah. somebody that I put on here. Yep. Uh, believe it or not, I got Jimmy Smith down here. I know some people are just like, whoa, you know, a lot of things, you know, with him yep. you know, off the field, but just retiring as a Jag. Now, uh, Mark Brunel uh, is known as a Jag, but, you know, his career, he bounced around yeah. a couple of the teams afterwards. And, uh, actually, Keenan, right? Yeah. So... It's, but I took most of those players, which is interesting, from the 1900s team. Yeah. That kind of went to the 2000s. It really hasn't been like there's a David Garrard that you could, um, you know, try to put on this list. Yep. Uh, but there hasn't been too many since that team that are really hitting that list right now. Yeah, I'll probably go. You probably got to go Fred Taylor, right? That's, um, I don't know if it's the obvious answer. It probably is. But, you know, Fred was great. Borderline Hall of Famer, as we're finding out. Um and, yeah, I think that's a pretty safe argument. But where you're going is, like, where – you asked me who's number two. So, like, I understand that. But Fred Ta- – or uh, Brandon Linder's, you know, up there, I think. There's no stats for offensive line. But Brandon, Brandon Linder was very good on an offensive line that was very bad for a long time. Right. So, uh, I think Brandon Linder's in consideration. But for me, it's got to be Freddie T. All right. Next two, Casey Kurtz. All right. No take backs or you're doing it wrong. No take backs or you're doing it wrong. Let's go no take no backs. No take backs is actually a sport headline talking about retirement. Actual headline, Peyton Manning wants the retirement gifts he gave Tom Brady back. Peyton Manning, he welcomed Tom Brady into the retired quarterbacks club with a handwritten note, as he tends to do with a lot of players who retire. Very impressive from Peyton. And also a bottle of wine, which I'm sure he wasn't cheap on. Yeah, I'm sure. Now that Brady has broken out of that club of retirement, Peyton wants his stuff back. Yeah, he does. Tom Brady's retirement lasted all of 40 days. <laughs> yep. That was enough time for Manning and others to 
basically give gifts to Brady, uh, friends, fans, NFL pers- personnel. They lavished kind words upon the star, usually reserved for retirement announcements and end-of-career stories. But now Manning, as I said before, wants it back as he joked this past weekend at the Mint Collective. He said, I want the letter back. You got to read. You got to read all these nice things, and I want it back. I want the bottle of wine back, too. As you should, Peyton, in my opinion. Yep. But my question to you, Casey Curtis, is this. When have you ever had to ask for something to be returned to you because the other party didn't hold up their end of the bargain? Huh. Yeah. When you had to be like, nah, I'm going to need all that money back. I need all 500 back. <laughs> the services weren't provided. You didn't fix the wall. You didn't. You didn't fix the car. Interesting. Um. So I got one that that I probably should do. So me and Amanda, we got the house right, and we we had to do some stuff about it, and we had this like home insurance thing, like a warranty, which I found out is pretty much fraud. I see. Yeah. So this dude. Our air conditioning was crap, right? Because it was old and we knew it when we bought the house. But, like, you know, the housing market's crazy. So we're like, all right, we'll just figure it out from there. So this dude kept coming to our house and is like, yeah, can't fix it. I'm like, what? I was like, can we at least get, like, you know, a new one? He's like, no, not covered. This dude came out, like, every day for, like, weeks and put coolant in it. He's like, it should be good till tomorrow. We're like, what? Good till tomorrow? Fix it! He didn't fix it. We got a new AC. But that guy... And his company, and then get this, get this. They have the nerve to call me all the time. And they're like, hey, you want to renew your thing? I'm like, no, y'all are trash. You suck. If I knew the you name, suck. I would drag them on the air right now, but I don't know the name. So I blocked them. They called me from a different number. And they sending me stuff in the mail, because obviously they know where I live. And they emailing me. Just leave me alone, bro. I wish I could get my money back from those people. Hate them. I like that energy right there, man. Hate them. Find out their name. We'll talk about it on Thursday. Oh, you better believe it. All right, Casey Kirsch, this one right here I know you didn't want to do, but I'm just going to make the choice for you. Okay. It's called Know Your Role and Shut Your Mouth. I think you know where we're going with this one. Is it Will Smith? It's Will Smith. Yeah. But this isn't what I'm going to do. What's already been said is already understood. doesn't need to be rehashed, right, Casey? So I'm going to get yeah. straight to the question. Okay. Well, actual headline was Will Smith vigorously forces Chris Rock's face 45 degrees to the right at a prodigious ceremony yesterday evening. Yep. But the question is right here, Casey Kurtz. Who was wrong, Will or Chris? Is this all just an act? And if you were Chris Rock, what would you have done? Yeah, so I, I said this earlier. I thought it was fake because, like, I was at the game, so I wasn't really paying attention. And then, like, I saw Will Smith was trending. So I just kind of assumed it was fake until I, like, when I watched it, I was like, ah, he didn't hit him. And then when I listened to it and I heard him yelling after, I'm like, oh, now he hit him. So who was in the wrong is a question I struggled with earlier when I asked. (sighs) Like, am I wrong to think if Chris Rock knew that uh, Jada has some medical condition? Like, am I wrong to think that you probably shouldn't do that? Like, I understand that's what comedy is. And I appreciate comedy, like, a lot. Like, I've stood up to, like, four comedians, I guess I should say. Like, when, like, people say, oh, they shouldn't joke about that. Like, okay. So I've I've been that guy. But I think it's that's a little different when you're looking them in the face and they're, like, you're equal. You know what I mean? When comedians are talking to, like, the masses at a show, yeah, you know, we paid to see you. We know what this is. 
You know, it's different, in my opinion. So I might be in the minority here, but, like, you know, Chris Rock probably just don't don't make fun of Will Smith's wife when she has a medical condition. So that's part one. Now, this is the next part. You said, how would I react if I was Chris Rock? I don't understand how Chris Rock didn't go at him. If it was real and he really walked up there and hit him in the face and Chris Rock just stood there, one, you got the, uh, what's that word? Patience. You got the patience of, like, everybody on the earth plus 10 because that's insane. But if I'm Chris Rock, bro, we're fighting right there at the Oscars. They're not cutting a commercial. Two extremely rich men fighting each other on the stage over a comment set. So to answer your questions, I think Chris Rock's kind of wrong here. Uh, but if I was Chris Rock, we would have been full-on fighting. Who do you think's wrong? Oh, big headlines isn't about me, sir. Will you tell me in the break? Yeah, I'll tell you in the break. You just don't want the people to know? No, I don't have uh, any problem letting them know. It just vague headlines highlights you and your opinions and your experiences, sir. That's how the segment is framed. That's true. Well, so we, we can sell that. Yeah, that's a good call. So, all right, we'll talk about it in the break. When we come back, I'll let you know how Brian Middleton feels <laughs> uh, about that because I am interested in his take on it. And then we will wrap up overtime on a Monday. Stick with us, Action Sports Jacks. Overtime on ESPN 690. Couple minutes to go. Action Sports Jacks overtime, ESPN 690. I say couple because me and Brian could not figure it out in the break. We were trying to subtract and add and divide and multiply. And we've understood it's somewhere between 8, 7, and 6, but we are unconfirmed how many it total is. So we're going to keep talking until we are not, and then we will hand off to ESPN programming for the night. Like I've said a couple times, Inside Seminole Athletics has concluded for the season, but tomorrow, it's a big one now. If you're a baseball fan, especially college baseball fan, or a fan of the Florida Gators or the Florida State Seminoles in this area, the two teams will meet at the baseball grounds. It's pretty cool how they do this um, each year. They'll play one game in Tallahassee. They'll play one game in Gainesville, and they'll play one game here in Jacksonville. That game is tomorrow night. Uh, first pitch is at 7. Coverage will start right here at 6.45. I believe it'll be the first time we've carried Seminole Baseball on ESPN 690, so that's pretty cool. I have to work a little harder than anticipated on a Tuesday night, but I'll do what I have to do. Both teams nationally ranked. Uh, I forget the numbers, but I promise you'll hear it in the Sports Center update this morning. Uh, don't worry. Haven't done them yet, but... Uh, I have a feeling you'll hear those two teams. Uh, the Florida State Seminoles are the higher-ranked team. A lot of local guys on both teams, uh, most of them pitchers, though, so unconfirmed how that will work. Hunter Barco, you will not see, obviously, is one of the highly respected names in this year's draft from the left-handed pitching perspective. Uh, he's been pitching on Friday nights for Florida, so you won't see him, but he'll be there uh, with the rest of his teammates. So a lot of local guys on the field tomorrow. Go down, watch the game if you can't. Listen here on ESPN 690. If you're leaving the game and you want to catch the end, be sure to turn it on anything. Before that, from 3 to 6, Austin and Brent will be out there live from the stadium. So if you are going, say hi to them. I'm not sure where they'll be. Um, I know for the Jumbo Shrimp season when we're live out there, they'll be at the Tiki Bar. So they might just follow suit with that uh, and might be out there. But nevertheless, find them, holler at them. I'll be here, so don't holler at me. Uh, but... They'll be out there. It'll be a good night, uh, and it should be a really good baseball game. S sticking with baseball, Brian Middleton, we talked about this a little bit in the break. Uh, Albert Pujols coming back. He said it will be his last season. Dude's been in the league forever, and he signed with the Cardinals, obviously where he started his career, where he became a Hall of Famer, where he became a World Series champion, where he became 
the most valuable player in the league while playing first base. Shout out to Major League Baseball. They get the universal DH deal done, which means Albert Pujols has the opportunity to go back because obviously he would not go back if he had to play first base. He cannot do that on a day-to-day basis, but he returns to St. Louis. And this is pretty cool if you're a baseball fan because look, Albert like has always been great, but he's not one of those guys that you can like hate. Like I don't know how people hate Albert. Like My dad is a diehard Cubs fan. I've never heard him say he hates Albert Pujols. Like, he's just good. And he's going to finish his career where he started it. But what else is cool about it is Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina, also on the Cardinals, their likely last run as well. Those three guys are, well, though Yadi and Wainwright have only been on the Cardinals. Obviously, Pujols left and is back. But it'll be pretty cool for Cardinals fans to watch that play out this season. Obviously, they'd love for it to end in a championship. I don't see that happening. But the idea that Albert Pujols is finishing his career where it started has got to be pretty cool for baseball fans. Thoughts, if you have any. Yeah, when you told me, I was like, Albert Pujols, he's still playing baseball. Yeah, I mean, more power to him, man. Get that money. What's the contract look like? You can do you know like a rounded figure off the top of your head? This one? No, it's tiny. I mean, it's just. I mean, he's not. He's nowhere near the player he was. I mean, he's he's more or less barely, you know, contributing. Uh, he was good when he went to the Dodgers last year, but. Um, he he struggled with the Angels. Not early, but, you know, for the last few years, he's been j- just bad. But obviously the, the big contract for Pujols was 10 years, $210 million when he left St. Louis the first time. So it looks like uh, pending a physical will pay him $2.5 million. Yep, that sounds about right. Uh, yeah, he he could burn that today and tomorrow yeah. and next week and be like, eh, you know, it is what it is, $2.5 million. So it is about just coming back to St. Louis, it looks like. Um, you know, kudos to him. Play, you know, I, I'm always for the, I'm usually always for the players. Get your money, go where you want to go. If you want to go somewhere and win championships, do that. I don't care what the front office wants to say, right? As long as you give it everything on the field, on the diamond, on the pitch. You know, I'm, I'm for the players. And I'm also for the players, like, ending where they want to end, like, on their terms. Yep. And it feels like that's what that is. So good for him. Yeah. Good for the Cardinals. It's Yeah, it's a good story. It's a good, feel-good story for everybody uh, involved, and best of luck to the Cardinals, I guess. Don't got no love for the Cardinals, but uh, cool with Albert. Casey? Yeah. Uh, just to jump in real quick, uh, local note. Uh, I always mess up his last name, but uh, Nick Gabrelchik. Yep. Uh, UNF golfer. Yeah. Yeah, did you guys see that he won uh, the, did he? the individual title? Did he? Yeah, and the, in UNF they won. Uh, the looks like the tournament. Yes, so we so, did. We, yeah, I knew that. I didn't know he won the individual. That's dope. He's yeah, good. He's yeah, very. He's good. really good. I keep talking about him on Sports Center updates. Yeah, I've heard those. So shameless plug for the Sports Center updates. Check him out in the morning. Something and, like that in the afternoon. Tomorrow, uh, you won't hear Brian. I'll be on those. Hey, uh, real quick, Middleton. Before we get out of here, uh, last time we talked, I said are the Lakers going to make the playoffs? You said guaranteed. They're now the 10 seed and only one game above the Spurs. LeBron is hurt. We don't have a lot of time. Are they making the playoffs in the play-in, yes or no? It looks like a struggle. I don't know. It's a coin flip. It went from 100% to 50% chance. So, you know, that's not a, that's not bad, but it's not good. Let me ask you this quickly. Would they be better off, this is a big conversation on ESPN nationally, would they be better off not being in it just for, like, letting LeBron sit for the rest of the year, AD obviously not trying to get him back? Would they be better off to just not make it? Probably. Yeah. All right. That's what I was thinking, too. But the goat's going to carry him through. Oh, my God.
100% chance. Okay. We're out of time. Stop yelling. Uh, Action Sports Jacks Overtime. Appreciate you listening. We're back on Thursday. Until then, have a good night. We'll see you at the baseball grounds tomorrow. I want to eat a spicy chicken in my Tesla. (laughs) Is it too much to ask? Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money.